Good morning, church family. Good morning and welcome to worship at Germantown Presbyterian Church. We're so glad that you're here with us in person and that you're joining us online as well. We just welcome you into this time of worship. I do have a few announcements to share. Um, If you are a visitor with us, uh, there are visitor bags in the narthex, and we invite you to let one of the ushers know that you're a visitor and pick up a bag. It has some GPC goodies in it and also some information about our community of faith. And I invite everyone to fill out the friendship pad. They're on the end of the pews if you would sign them and pass them down. And if you're worshiping with us online, you can sign um, the friendship pad that is online. Also, uh, you can download the bulletin that is online as well. And if you are here in the sanctuary and you might need a large print bulletin or a large print hymnal, you can let one of the ushers know that, and we have those available for you too. We're just so glad that you are here. Uh, This morning after worship, there will be a minister down front uh, that you can share any uh, concerns that you are having for a time uh, just to, to share that information and a time of prayer if that's what you are in need of. Um, Our evening worship is in Warren Hall this evening at 6, and if you haven't come to evening worship, it's a different style, but I think that you will absolutely worship God and have an experience of an encounter with God in worship. So I invite you all to come. Just give it a try. Come to the evening worship at Warren Hall at 6. I want to give you uh, just a reminder of kind of where we are. Will did this last Sunday, but I want to repeat kind of where we are. The session uh, has asked that we kind of keep what we're doing to wear your mask when you are inside the building and if you are working with children um, or singing that you are wearing a mask for sure. And the session also is given our, our Gerald and Alex a little leeway so that they can add a few more people. Uh, to the choir, and, uh, and then the soloist, because of the distance, is able to take the mask off, just so that you understand kind of what we're doing and the reasons why. So we just keep doing what we're doing. We do it because we love each other and we want to take care of each other. So we thank you for all of your participation and support. Next Sunday is World Communion Sunday, and I invite you this week to do a little research. You can find out the origin, the history of World Communion Sunday on um, the pcusa.org website. World Communion Sunday is really a gift from Presbyterians to the world. It started decades ago uh, by a Presbyterian minister and now is celebrated worldwide, and so we will celebrate Holy Communion here in this space with Christians all over the world next Sunday as we welcome the Reverend James Awuni into our worship space. Uh, Pastor James was with us in 2019, and he is traveling to us this week, and he is at, he's going to preach all three worship services next Sunday. So we're so excited to have Pastor James come back and be with us. Uh, next Sunday after worship, immediately afterwards in Warren Hall, we're going to have the, the Ghana mission team is hosting a luncheon um, where Pastor James is going to give us updates on what is going on uh, in the upper presbytery of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana. He is actually the chairperson of the presbytery, what we would call an executive or general presbyter. 
uh, here in the PCUSA. So same thing, he has that role for five years, and uh, so we're, we're excited to he- see Pastor James. Uh, we were with him when we were in Ghana in 2019, and we're excited to see him. So um, I know that you will welcome him warmly. Um, also, if you want to come to the luncheon, please let the church office know um, so that we know how many box lunches to order. I want to tell you about Joyful Noise, our children's music program. Uh, today and every Sunday, immediately following this worship service, downstairs in the blue Noah's Ark room. And that goes um, from right after this worship, so say noon until 1.30. So uh, it's for children, preschool and elementary. All children are welcome. We hope that you will bring your children and that you will pick them up at 1.30. Um, pictorial directory update. We're trying to get the directory updated again, and we're going to be placing, and I don't know if they're there today, so be on the lookout, but um, the hope was they would be placed in the narthex and also in the AC lobby. And what we're asking everyone to do is initial your own listing and initial it if it's all right and initial it if you also need to make corrections. So make the corrections right on the copy and then initial it. Initial it either way so that we can make sure that everyone has a chance to review their own information. If they're not out there today, then watch for them next Sunday. And then lastly, uh, the women's retreat for 2021 is going to take place. Uh, it's gonna, we're going to do something that is in between an overnight, which is what we've done in years past, and a Zoom, which is what we did last year. So what we are planning is a one-day, Saturday, November the 6th, here at GPC. And so mark your calendars. Registration will open on October the 4th, which is a Monday. Um, And so register as soon as you see the registration open, and we hope that many of the women of GPC will come and participate in the 2021 Women's Retreat. We're also going to add an element for dads and kids. So stay tuned for that. That will happen sometime on that Saturday just to give dads and kids something to do as well um, so that um, moms can come to the women's retreat. So those are all of our announcements for this morning. There are others, and you can read those in your bulletin at your leisure Right now, I invite each and every one of us to turn our hearts and our minds to the worship of Almighty God. Please stand as you are able both here in the sanctuary and at home, and join the call to worship as printed in your bulletin. Blessed be the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Praise be to God, the giver of many gifts. Our help is in God's name, the one who calls us here. We come with songs of praise, with prayers too deep for words. We come to worship and praise Almighty God.
In faithful prayer, there is power to save the sick. Anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Let us pray with and for one another so that we and our neighbor may experience your healing. Let us pray. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Though we wander from the truth, the way, the light of Christ, God brings us back and blesses us with Christ's saving grace. Therefore, in the name of Christ our Lord, I declare to you that your sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As our children come forward for the children's message, I invite you to turn and wave at your neighbors around you, and also to think of those who are usually here in the sanctuary. Reach out to them and share the peace of Christ this afternoon or this week. Remind them that you love and miss them, and check their well-being. Good morning. Good morning, friends. Can I wave up to all of y'all? Bo Hornberg and I are happy to be with y'all this morning to present our fourth and fifth grade Sunday school class. You are going to be um, thrilled to see these children as they participate in worship as liturgists once a month for the school year. We have some of these children with us today, and we, so we wanted to introduce them to you, and we're also going to present them with a very special Bible journal. So, Bo. Okay, here at GPC, we have one fourth grader. This morning, we talked in Sunday school, and all of the children shared something with us that they would like us to share with you. So, Grace Smith, you come up. Gray wanted us to all let you know that his birthday is coming up. It is October 10th, and he will be 10, so this is his special golden birthday. 
<laughs> no, it's not quite yet. You're right. <laughs> Thank you, Gray. Let's see. We have a couple that aren't with us today. So we um, also like to recognize Thomas Corsi, but he couldn't join us this morning. Next, we have Jay Floyd. Jay wanted to share with all of y'all that he loves to bake, especially cake. We're expecting cake in Sunday school next week, just saying. Okay, next we have Wells Grantham. And Wells would like to share with y'all that he loves his family. (laughs) Okay, next we have Max Lino. Max wanted to let y'all know that he plays soccer and baseball, fall ball. Okay, next is Tyler Robinson. Tyler, you're going to see a little later in the service as he is our liturgist today. And Tyler, you can read his bio in the bulletin. Okay, and last we had Jacob Shetman who couldn't join us this morning. So be looking for our fifth and fourth graders. Um, doing during worship as liturgists. And I think Tyler's up next. As we hear your word for us this morning, still all other voices but your own, so that we will be able to hear clearly your calling on our lives. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, the courage to follow wherever you lead us. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is a reading from Paulson's. Let us listen to to God's words to us. Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I pray, O Lord. In the morning you hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you and watch. As for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, an acceptable time, O God, in abundance of your steadfast love. Answer me. I lift my eyes up to the hills from where my help comes. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our second reading from Scripture this morning comes from the fifth chapter of the letter of James. Let us hear God's word to us again. Starting at James 5:13. Are any among you suffering? You should pray. 
Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The power of the right the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us and he prayed fervently that it might not rain and for 3 years and 6 months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth yielded its harvest. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, fellow travelers, through the letter of James, here we are at the end of our journey, the end of this sermon series on James's letter. And while we haven't covered every word of the entire letter, we have covered a lot of it. Week by week, we have uh, heard the wisdom of James. It's really been unfolded before our eyes. And if you're like me, I've taken a whole lot of notes over all these sermons from this letter of James because it is filled with such words of wisdom for us. And I, I would just like to begin this sermon by recapping briefly what we have learned. James writes in an ethical wisdom, literature, moral, exhortative style about the nature and activity of God as opposed to the nature and activity of the secular world and how we as followers of God in Jesus Christ should live and breathe and have our very being. James teaches that Sacrificial love is servanthood. And while this is paradoxical to the secular world's way of thinking, it is our calling by Jesus Christ. And it's, it's why we're all wearing masks today. This is our sacrificial love, and we express it in this way as our care for one another. James teaches that sacrificial love produces endurance. And that endurance is directly connected with joy. He teaches that God's word is implanted in our very souls, that we are the soil from which God's word can blossom and grow and flourish. And so knowing this, we hear God's mandate to us to care for the least in our midst, whether they be the stranger on the corner or the refugees or the orphans or the widows or whomever is in need. That is God's mandate to us. James points out the arrogance of anyone who lives with a delusion that they are in control of their lives. And furthermore, that anyone who says they are followers of Jesus Christ but lives in a different way is committing sin. James asks, 
What good is it if we say we have faith, but we do nothing? What if a brother or sister is naked or hungry? Do we say, go in peace, keep warm, eat your fill, without providing shelter and clothes and food and water? If we do, James writes, then we have committed sin. And then he teaches about taming our tongues, meaning that we should not allow hateful or harmful words to spew forth from our mouths like sarcasm or cynicism. But instead, we must be very careful about what we say, what we think, and what we do, because all of those are interconnected and reveal who we are. And there's one way that we should be living and thinking and doing, and that is the same way that Jesus lived his life. And finally, James provides two sources of wisdom, wisdom from Almighty God and wisdom from humans. He teaches that we must be the very ones who draw near to God in prayer, seeking God's wisdom and guidance for every word that we speak and every action that we take. And that we must do this day after day after day in order to be true followers of Jesus. So, that's my recap. And that brings us to chapter 5 of the letter of James. So what words of wisdom might James have to say to us today? Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, it is very fitting for where we are today mentally, spiritually, emotionally, for this chapter is all about prayer. And not just individual prayer, but the prayers of a community. Community. What our community experienced this past Thursday is what no community should ever have to experience. The lives of so many were and are and will be affected in the days and weeks and years yet to come, especially the family of Olivia King. And so we hold her family in our prayers. For some of you, that's your Kroger. I've heard from several of you that you had been there that morning or that maybe you had planned to go in the afternoon. I've heard from some of you that you've been shopping there for over 35 years, and others of you have just moved here and have just started to shop there. And for those of us who don't live in Collierville, we know people who do, and so there is a ripple effect that affects every single one of us. Our community hurts because of the senseless violence, and most especially because of the loss of life and all of the injuries that have been sustained. Community is what James is writing about, and it's who he's writing to, and he might as well have been writing to us, this family of faith, for he plainly teaches that while our individual prayers are necessary as followers of Jesus Christ, we must pray together as a community whether we are grieving or sad or happy or in trouble. Are any of you suffering? Then you should pray, James writes. Throughout Thursday afternoon, churches in the Collierville area open their doors for people to come in and to be together and to pray together. 
I, like all the rest of our pastors, offered to pray with anyone in need, offered to come and open the chapel and just be with people and to pray with you. Collierville Police Chief Dale Lane told a news reporter on Thursday afternoon that they had just graduated nine chaplains the week before to the police department, and those chaplains were present Thursday afternoon to pray with those in need. And then Friday afternoon, Collierville's mayor and those chaplains put together a prayer vigil for anyone who needed to come and pray, and they did. This is what communities of faith, this is what faith leaders and chaplains, this is what we do. We listen to the cries of others and we sit beside those in need. Are any of you suffering? You should pray, James writes. But why? Why is prayer necessary? Why must we humble ourselves before God in prayer? And why is an individual prayer enough? Why do we need to pray with other Christians? And what is the power of prayer? So much to consider. Let's delve a little deeper. James says that Christian wisdom, that is Christian life, turns on the twin convictions that God is compassionate and that God acts powerfully in the world. He teaches that both those who suffer and those who are cheerful are encouraged to pray because God compassionately listens to prayer and responds to prayer. Now, just to be clear, James is not teaching that whatever we ask of God is going to come to fruition. That's not the purpose of prayer. God already knows our needs and desires for us to speak our needs to God in humility and even with boldness through prayer. In so doing, we are drawing ourselves near to God just as God desires for us to. Otherwise, we could live our lives really believing that we are in control and not Almighty God. God made humankind to need God. Prayer is how we commit ourselves to trusting in God. Let me say that again. Prayer is how we commit ourselves to trusting in God. God will act according to God's will for our lives and those that we pray for, and we are called to trust with confidence in both God's sovereignty and compassion. James teaches, too, that those who are in need of prayer should reach out to others, that they should let their church leaders know of their needs, that they should ask their church leaders to pray with them and for them. They should ask to be anointed with oil and lay hands on them, and so we do. Did you know, however, that most of the time we pastors are the last ones to know of your need for our presence and our prayers. When I was a chaplain intern, I learned something called ministry in the gap, 
whereby we are always on the lookout for where we might be needed. Who is the person that is in the most in need of our presence in that moment? And then we go and stand there beside the person and we pray with them if that is what they need in that moment. But try as we might, we fail you time and time again because we don't know of your needs. Your friends may know, your Facebook community may know, but your pastors might not know until you call and say, will you come? Will you pray with me? Again, you may wonder, why is prayer important? I've got this. I'm good. Or, I'm already praying. I'm, I'm good. I don't need any more. Why do I need to pray with others? What's, what's all this about a power of prayer? There's a website that I often use to uh, look up scripture or to do a word search. It's called Aramis, which means let us pray. So I looked on Aramis this week. I was just really curious. How many times from Genesis to Revelation is the word pray in Scripture? 528 times. That tells me that it's really important for us to know all that we can about prayer, the ways to pray, the kinds of prayer, and the importance of prayer in our daily lives. Prayer is the raising of the mind and the heart to God. God calls humans first, and in response to God's call to us to draw near to God, we come. We come in humbleness. We come in prayer, and there we encounter God. We experience communion with God. We're drawn into a deeper relationship with God, and our faith in God increases. And when we pray this way in community, we are drawn into deeper relationships with one another. Here in this space, we are blessed to do this each time we come together to worship in our prayers of intercession for the world and for one another. James teaches that we are invited to face our sinful nature through the lens of God's love so that we can receive and know God's forgiveness and mercy. As a community of faith, we do this when we pray the prayer of confession. When we experience God's love and forgiveness, we are then empowered, equipped, and emboldened to share the same with one another, with our neighbors and those that we know and those that we have yet to meet. Even today, you may meet someone that is in need of your presence and your prayers Drawing near to God in humility requires that we submit ourselves to God, letting go of anything that is in the way of that, especially our sense of control. It also requires that we place our trust in God to provide for our every need every day. I entered seminary with a plan, a financial plan, to get me through those years of study. I thought I had all of my I's dotted, my T's crossed, and all my little ducks in a row. And then everything that I had planned fell away. 
I was left adrift. I was really wondering what in the world I was doing because everything fell away, every plan I had in place. I felt like Peter must have felt when he wanted to walk on the water towards Jesus. Jesus said, come on, Peter. And Peter starts walking on the water towards Jesus, and he's okay until he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and then he starts sinking into the abyss. That's how I felt. And, and in Peter's case, Jesus reaches out his hand and lifts him up and says, it is I. And I had the same experience. This, this presence of Jesus in that moment was my brand-new seminary community gathering around me and praying with me and for me and lifting me up to Almighty God. And I experienced the power of prayer. There are many ways to pray, many kinds of prayer. The importance is that we pray and that we pray often. Coming before God with humility and boldness, submitting ourselves to God, trusting in God to hear our prayer, sharing our utmost concerns to God for the world, for one another, and for ourselves. And then placing all of our concerns at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ, trusting that God is listening, that God knows us and loves us and forgives us, that God is both sovereign and compassionate. My sisters and brothers, prayer is essential to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Humility is essential to prayer. Personal prayer is essential to growing our relationship with God in Christ. Communal prayer is essential to growing our relationship with God in Christ through growing our relationship with a community of faith. The power of prayer becomes known to us and grows and grows the more often we come together to pray. So as we conclude this letter of James... Let us remember all of the lessons that we have learned. And as we continue to move through these days and weeks ahead as a community of faith, let us always seek God's strength and wisdom and compassion and resilience and love through our prayers. And so I invite you right now to join me in prayer. Let us turn to God. Holy God, we give you thanks and praise for gathering us into this holy space by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to absorb your words to us that we have heard today so that we may become the people that you call us to be, those who hear your voice calling, who draw near to you in prayer, experience your love and forgiveness and mercy, and then share with great joy all that we have received with everyone that we meet. And to God be all glory, honor, and praise. Amen.
as God has spoken to us, I invite you to stand as you are able and join me in recommitting ourselves to Jesus Christ through saying together the affirmation of faith. We believe in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who gathers, protects, and cares for the church. We believe the church is one worldwide communion of saints called from the entire human family. We believe the church is the single community of believers reconciled with God and with one another. We believe that through the working of God's Spirit, unity is a binding force and also that we must seek this unity which must become visible to the world. We believe that the sin of division, separation, and hatred between people and groups has been conquered by Christ. We commit ourselves to protecting the unity of the church universal. And we pledge to make this unity active in all our words, thoughts, and deeds. Amen. You may be seated. My friends, having now heard the word read and proclaimed, let us bow our heads for prayer. O gracious and loving Father, We come to you this morning, lifting our minds and our hearts to you in prayer. And we pray, O Lord, that you would hear our prayers as we pray, as we, your children, come before your holy throne. And Lord, our hearts are broken this morning as we pray for all those impacted by the shooting in Collierville. We shudder when we realize the closeness of this violent situation, how it has intruded into our lives, our routines, and our sense of control. We pray for healing for the physical and emotional wounds inflicted by this act. We pray especially for the employees of Kroger, witnesses to this horror forced to respond for others, feeling threatened now every day. May all involved feel your presence with them. And Lord, we pray this morning for all the victims of abuse and neglect and violence against their person. May they find their comfort in you. And we pray that you would convict those who perpetrate such behavior, that they would come to see their sinfulness and repent. And Lord, many among us now this morning are facing decisions in their life, seeking answers to issues they are facing. We pray that they would seek their guidance from you. And we pray for our leaders, our local, statewide, and national leaders, that they would turn to you for direction and would seek your will in every decision they make, that they might lead all of us 
not just their followers or those who believe as they do. And we pray that all of us would listen twice and speak once, seeking to understand, not to be understood. And Lord, this morning we come troubled by the plight of those fleeing their homeland. Men, women, and children seeking a better life away from the violence and the oppression that they now live with. We pray that they would find safe passage and grace along their path. And we come this morning to pray that the leaders of each country and each region would always seek the good of their people, not their own selfish interests. May they hear your voice leading them to better decisions than they would make by themselves. And Lord, we pray humbly for your church. We pray that we, your church, would be a witness to the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that is lost and hurting and angry. May we show by our words and our actions the joy that comes from a life filled with Jesus Christ. And may we be a voice for good in this world, for justice and reconciliation, building each other up, not tearing down, showing God's love in all that we say and all that we do. May we truly be your agents of peace, bringing people together in love, not judgment, with grace, not anger, with humility, not arrogance. May we be beacons of your love, mercy, and grace. Empower, equip, and embolden us, we pray. In all this we pray in the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now, my friends, having been blessed in this worship service, let us now continue our worship by giving to God our tithes and offerings, a small portion of his many blessings to us. And for those listening in, you can join in this giving by going to the giving tab on the church's website where you'll find a way to give joyfully. And I invite the ushers now to come forward to receive our gifts from God. constant friend 
sing because I'm happy. Yes, I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. your heart be troubled. His tender word I hear, and resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fears. I draw him closer to me. From care he sets me free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know And I sing because I'm happy, and I sing because I'm free, for his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me, for his Please bow your heads for a word of prayer. O loving and gracious God, we bring you these gifts in joyful response to your amazing and undeserved love to us. We pray that these gifts would be useful and acceptable in your sight, 
building further your kingdom here on earth. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, as you go forth into the world, if you need a message to take with you for this week, it's in this hymn. What a privilege it is for us to take our needs to God in prayer and to do so together in community. So reach out to those that you think might need a word of prayer or just your presence and let others know. Let us know when you have a need so that we can be beside you. And as you go forth to live your life as a follower of Jesus Christ, may you know 
that the love of God and the peace of Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit of God goes with you, abides with you, binds you to one another and to Almighty God now and forevermore. And let God's people say, Amen.